Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. On March 31st, 1968, with the country seeking further into crisis over the Vietnam War, President Lyndon B. Johnson sat down for a meeting with Vice President Hubert Humphrey. Johnson handed Humphrey the draft of a speech he planned to give that night in a nationwide broadcast about the war. Humphrey perused it, then looked up with absolute astonishment. Johnson, the tough-talking Democrat from Texas, didn't try to explain himself. He simply put his finger to his lips. Johnson had become president in 1963 after John F. Kennedy's assassination. And despite the circumstances under which he'd assumed the position, he took to it, implementing a series of programs aimed at reducing poverty and improving civil rights across the country. He won the presidency outright in 1964 in a landslide election. But by 1968, things were going badly for Johnson. He was running for a second term as president while promising that any day now, Sometime soon, if the country is patient, the tide would turn in favor of the United States and South Vietnam. But of course, that wasn't true. A few months earlier, the Viet Cong launched a surprise Tet Offensive throughout the country that included an audacious attack on the U.S. Embassy in Saigon. A weeks-long battle in the old capital of Hue left 2,500 dead before U.S. and South Vietnamese forces regained control. Back home in the United States, the political sharks were circling. Senator Eugene McCarthy, a Democrat from Minnesota, decided to challenge the president for the Democratic nomination, running on an anti-war platform. He received 42% of the vote in the New Hampshire primary. Then, four days after McCarthy's surprise showing, Johnson's longtime rival, Senator Robert Kennedy of New York, entered the race for the Democratic nomination. Johnson was in a fight for his political life, but nobody in the political establishment could have guessed what would happen next. Presidents typically give advanced copies of big speeches to reporters so they can get a head start on writing their stories. But that evening, in the moments before the speech, word began to spread in the Washington Post newsroom that something was up. Johnson planned to say something that wasn't in the advanced text. It was true. As the cameras came on and Johnson's face beamed into living rooms around the country, he looked somber, almost shaken. He began by reiterating why the United States was fighting in Vietnam and offered an olive branch to North Vietnam, announcing a halt to air and naval attacks north of the area immediately above the demilitarized zone. He also urged the communist government in Hanoi to enter peace talks. We are prepared, the president said, to move immediately toward peace through negotiations. And then he delivered a political bombshell. With American sons in the field far away, with America's future under challenge right here at home, with our hopes and the world's hopes for peace and the balance every day, I do not believe that I should devote an hour or a day of my time to any personal partisan causes or to any duties other than the awesome duties of this office, the presidency of your country. Accordingly, 
I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. During the coming months, he'd watch as the country further descended into crisis. Martin Luther King Jr., Bobby Kennedy, both gunned down. Johnson left office on January 20th, 1969, as Richard Nixon took over the presidency. Johnson retired to his ranch in Texas, dropping out of political life. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. To read and hear more about the extraordinary events of 1968, go to WashingtonPost.com/1968. Special thanks to Robert Mitchell, who reported this story for the Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com/retropod. <laughs>